Yeah, so my name is Alexandre, Alexandre Sabourin. I'm an environment artist at uh, Red Barrels. Um, so we came to show Outlast. Outlast is a first-person survival horror game. You play as a, uh, a journalist who heard by an intern that uh, some spooky things were happening in an asylum. So you decide to go there to investigate, but then uh, things go, get really bad and you, try, you just try to get the hell out of this place. But uh, so trying to find your exit to your way out to the exit, you'll uh, find more information about what's going on. So you'll be able to record as you're a journalist. You want to know what's going on in there. So you will record moments. Uh, those are patients that uh, receive the experiments on them. So they're going mad. So you're trying to figure out more about these things. You have no weapons at all. Uh, you try. We try to make the player feel like he's really threatened by those uh, patients. So that's why we don't initiate any combat. It's really just you surviving and with your camera, night vision. You'll have to manage your batteries in the dark. Uh, that's increasing the stress level. Like, yeah, so that's pretty much our game. So why, why did you make the decision to, to not include combat? Like, was there ever a discussion about... Because most games have conf, uh, combat as a conflict, as a way to empower the player. Like, why, why choose to specifically take that out of a game like this? Uh, I mean... Um, Philip would be more able to answer that question, but I, I can answer by saying that it's mostly that that brings more the fear to the player to know that there is nothing you can do about this enemy. You should just find your way around, hide. Uh, yeah, so because this is something that we don't see often in games. Uh, we've been inspired also by Amnesia the Dark Descent. So yeah, it's just a matter of bringing more fear to the player. What, um, what was your experience like playing Amnesia? Because everyone, everyone else is a little different, and I feel like at the end of that game, you should get a t-shirt that says, I survived and beat Amnesia the Dark Descent. Totally. All right, I, I'm a really hard worker, so I started playing Amnesia. I was already sold when I went to the part where you get in the water and there's that invisible guy following you. I was so stressed out. My hands became like shaky and cold, and I stopped there, and I was sold. I... I felt the whole game and just with that specific moment. So, well, what is it about that game that triggered triggered you to be more scared than than than, than let's say other horror games or other horror like movies? Like, what was it about Amnesia that made it work more than other things? Uh, Amnesia. When I started the game, they really put emphasis on the the fear. So, uh, how does it fear translate into a, a visual? They did it like perfectly. And I was already in fear when I started to play in the first five minutes because, yeah, I, I, I'm scared of spirits and all these shit, so I, <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, it keeps me awake at night sometimes, so, uh, yeah, so, so just that part in the water, it brought many fears at once, if you think about it. Not knowing what's under the water is something. Having an invisible person following you brings a spirit fear. The sound of the water going faster and so reacting to your movements it's like everything's at once and stressing to go faster and try to open those damn doors with the, the valves is, yeah so I mean everything was there in order to make your player really stressed out and so as, as an artist like what what do you what do you look for influence on in terms of like trying to convey the sense of place like trying to scare the player through what they see around them how do you do that without being you know you want to be subtle 
but you also want to communicate, you know, why they should be scared. How do you strike that balance between between the two? Uh, in environments, uh, most of the job is done with the lighting, you know. So as we create real life environments, I'm just trying to reproduce real life environments, right? So um, it's not the, the shape of the walls that's going to scare you, but more about am I coming from darkness, I'm going into the light, but then I'm revealing myself to potential enemies that could be looking at this. So this is the type of work I'm doing all the time, looking at references of movies, how have they done that critical scene, how's the, the, the room lit and how, how's the textures and everything so that to convey the, the fear to the player uh, but we also have to work a lot with the level designers to um, you know so, so we have to guide the player it's a, it's a mix between not getting lost too much to not frustrate the player but at, at the same time balancing the mood you want the mood and so yeah it's a little bit of both what what sorts of movies like are you are you do you watch horror movies outside of this like are you a horror guy in general or or is this sort of like a unique experience for you working on a horror game? It's pretty much a unique experience, but I, I've been watching more horror game uh, movies since I started there. So, I mean, from my perspective, I I don't have much horror movies that scares me, but I'm really interested in the way they film it. And um, so, I mean, Saw, I, I like Saw because of the image, like the contrast, it really brings the, the gore, really put more much emphasis on that and since we, we have gore so I've been influenced by uh, saw a lot um, as well uh, well yeah I mean I, I don't watch so many uh, the, the other movies are just not inspiring me in, st in terms of environment it's more for the pacing of the game which I I'm a little bit involved but you know we have our own jobs to do and so many things to do at once. I don't want to cover all the yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why do you think it is that, that horror movies don't really scare you that much? Like, do you do you have a, a theory why that is? Well, that's a good question. Um, actually, well, there is that one movie. It's a paranormal activity. So okay. I told you earlier that I was scared of spirits. So that movie scared the shit out of me. But just the beginning when the, the door was slightly opening and just those subtle things because I could connect to these things because I, well, it happened to me. I, <laughs> but, you know, anyways, you, you think you're hearing something so you can, you can connect to that but I, I'm not connecting to big stuff happening. I, the whole kitchen is going upside down. And so, but when you look at this movie, you cannot like really reproduce that in our game because obviously we're not into the spirit stuff. So, yeah. What has it been like to you know a horror game at a big show like E3 where there's tons of noise? It's it's not the ideal environment for a game that you normally want to play with headphones in the dark. So, what has it been like? What have people been responding to that surprised you when they're when they're playing it here at the show? Oh, I mean, compared to PAX East when we went there. We made sure that everybody had their bubbles and it worked so great. And I, I was afraid for PAX and I was more afraid for E3 because I knew we had no boots at all. Uh, and then we, as soon as we started, people started jumping. And <laughs> so uh, mission accomplished, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, I, I think uh, Philippe was telling me that at the PAX East booth, like someone knocked over the wall like three times. Yeah, like. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and here uh, today, I, I don't know if I should mention it, but somebody uh, just fell on the floor. <laughs> His leg just gave up like randomly. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're not here to hurt people, but it's still good press. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it shows that, you know, you know, horror stuff isn't for everyone, but it's, it's, it's good to know that like what you've created like is effective. And like even, even in an environment where it takes a lot for that to, to work, You know, we've got so much other stimuli around you for it to still kind of get through to people. Like that's that's pretty impressive. Um, as, a, as an environmental artist, you know, Outlast is on PS4. What is, what has that been like for you? Like working on a new piece of technology, has that been any different, or is it or is it just like an incremental improvement over over what you've worked on in the past? No, I mean every machine has uh, its own uh, limits, and uh, we're just gonna deal with. PS4 limits, but since it's a new console, uh, we won't have to make much adjustments. The the port is really straightforward. So so far, we're just like our PC version and the PS4 version shouldn't have much difference, if not at all. So, um, so you got you're looking up Montreal. Uh, my understanding is a a lot of the studio is is ex Ubisoft. Does that does that include yourself? You mean if I worked at Ubisoft before? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did for three and a half years. What, what, what did you work on while you were at Ubisoft? I worked on Splinter Cell Conviction, and then I moved to Aidos working on Thief 4, and then I got hired by Red Barrels. What, uh, what, what, what inspired you to kind of strike out on your own and, and sign up with these guys after working on like a bunch of really big AAA games? You mean with Red Barrels? Yeah. Yeah, well. I, I met uh, Dave, one of the co-founders on Splinter Cell, and uh, we became friends. And I was all always talking in, into starting his own thing because I, I feel like he has a big background and he could do that. Uh, and then when he did, I was scared because I knew he would hire me, or try to hire me, and I didn't want to quit my, you know, my safety net. So I decided, like out of the blue, yeah, okay, let's do that. And I mean. It's all about Montreal is a, is a big has a lots of studios so I can always turn around but now I don't want to turn around anymore I just want to stay there for the rest of my life. When uh, when, when was there a moment when it went from like I'm scared I'm taking a risk or to this feels good this was the right decision was it was it once you started showing the game to people or like did that change like once you once you were at the studio? Uh, it it changed uh, day one when Hugo opened the door and said, so this is the studio and uh, grab a coffee and we can start. And it, that was it. I was like, this is how it should be. This is how you should make games. There no, like, I'm going to take a whole day just set up being, uh, the computers and then reading all the documents. And, you know, so I just, I just wanted to make games. And being in a small team, it, just, it literally took only a day to adapt and to say, I'm never going back. Like, finger crossed to um, <laughs> huge studios because I, I'm made for those little little team I mean you're learning lots of things when you're in a small team like this uh, with we got lots of talents here so we our bar is really high like we, we we've been doing like triple A's our whole life so this is what we're trying to achieve with a small team obviously uh, so we learn lots of things I, I'm as an artist usually I'm just putting together pieces of art that models that's been done by modelers, texture by textures and and putting the FX in or sometimes it's just the uh, FX artist but then I'm doing all these things today so I'm learning more. 
So it's, I mean, it's really great. It seems like uh, the way that uh, the, the technology has gotten is that more and more smaller studios can do way more impressive things that you would, know, you know, if you looked at it, you would think, oh, that must be coming out of a big developer, but actually it's coming out of teams of like 10 or 15 people. And like that, that's a really amazing thing that's only happened like the last five years. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't want to give, uh, remove any credits to uh, big studios. I've worked with uh, Thief 4 and uh, they just shown their demo and I was blown away. I mean, the graphics are so amazing. I participated in some of the tech that's in there and I mean, having 3D engineers and all that, it really helps. Uh, I, 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 would, I, I would say the bad side is, you know, the more people you have in a hierarchy, I think things tends to get more complicated and the the process became becomes slower naturally but yeah ha there's lots of talents in every studio so mm. cool well thank you so much for your time thanks you merci